How many of you, whether young or old, dream about the future? I think we all do, right? And not only do we dream about our future, we dream about our future being better than it is today. A future full of hope. A future for what we're willing to put our thoughts and our efforts toward achieving. These dreams may not even be for us directly, but they may be for our children and our grandchildren. Aspiring to fill, fulfill our dreams, that's a good thing. It's not a selfish thing to do. Fulfilling our dreams, it motivates us to action. And through this action, we are transformed. We get an education so that we can become an engineer or a doctor or a teacher. We exercise regularly so that we can lose weight and become healthier people. And we work hard, perhaps, to save for retirement so that we're able to live comfortably once we stop working. These dreams are admirable and even profoundly spiritual. Yet it sometimes happens that we encounter obstacles in our pathway toward fulfilling our dreams. Sometimes these obstacles, they're so great, they require us to forego our dreams. Dreams that we thought for sure were God's will for us. Illness or disability prevent us from serving others. Or perhaps the illness of another causes us to put aside our own plans in order to meet the needs of that person. Accidents occur which alter or derail our lives. The death of a loved one, especially an unexpected death, it changes everything. In all of this, we are forced to relinquish our cherished dreams for our future. Often during these times, we wonder where God is and why he doesn't allow us to fulfill the dream that we were sure was right for us. However, God never asks us to relinquish one possible future without opening the door to another future, God's future. Our dreams, they may be good and desirable, but we can never outdo God's plan for us. Now, God doesn't plan evil or bad things for us. But God can use any event in our lives to achieve good things. 
today's first reading, we hear about Abraham. Now, Abraham was promised an heir. And he and Sarah conceived in their old age. And the fulfillment of their dreams, a son, is born to them. Isaac means everything to them just as our children mean everything to us. Yet Abraham is asked to sacrifice that dream, to relinquish that heir. And because of his willingness to do so, God grants him heirs beyond his counting. Jesus who was a popular teacher and healer, who had throngs of people seeking him out and ready to follow him wherever he went. He had to abandon his ministry and submit to torture and death, only to be raised by God into a new glorified state ascending to the right hand of God the Father. Are we able to relinquish our hold on what we believe will be our future in order to receive a future that is not ours to control? A future beyond our imagination Are we able to believe that God wants to transfigure us just as Christ was transfigured? When we were baptized, we were called to die to ourselves in order to accept our new life in Christ. A future centered on Christ, guided by Christ, and devoted to Christ. Those who are preparing for baptism this Easter, they will be asked to do just that, to put aside their previous dreams and to ready themselves to accept the future God has in store for them. And we, who are already baptized, we need to re-examine our lives and our dreams, and we need to recommit ourselves to being transformed by Christ, to become one with Him as He is one with the Father. The question is, where do we put our trust? Is it in our own dreams and plans for the future? Or have we willingly placed our future into the hands of Christ? Can we trust or do we need a glimpse of the glorified Christ in order for us to believe in the future of our own resurrection? 
several years ago, as I was finishing up my prerequisite courses and readying myself for the diaconate, I ran into a roadblock. During my final semester, my family had an opportunity to visit our daughter stationed overseas, and it necessitated that I would miss one week of class. The teacher would not accept my absence as an excuse and insisted that I drop the course, which meant that I would have to wait another three years before I could begin the diaconate. Years of study and preparation were suddenly derailed. And I was torn between seeing our daughter and entering the diaconate. I was heartsick. And I prayed to God for some meaning about this situation. And God answered me with a simple question. He asked me, do you believe I will raise you from the dead? Now, honestly, I, I didn't really understand what that question had to do with my present situation. You know? But I felt compelled that I had to vocally respond, yes, I do believe. And then he quietly responded, then trust in me in this little matter as well. By his grace, I submitted to his plan and revisited our daughter. I had to drop the course. But two months later, I was given special permission to, to begin the diaconate, promising to make up the course that next spring. This Lent is a perfect time to ask ourselves, who is in control of our future? And can we relinquish our dreams to allow God's plan to direct our lives? We need to pray with Christ. Not my will, Father, but yours be done.